Hello, welcome to He's Hot But Something's Off with me, just Joey T. After two weeks, we are back. Oh my god, it's been it's been a bit of a two weeks. And we'll get right into White Party Bangkok very shortly. Uh, but it is Wednesday, the 10th that I'm recording this. I had planned for the podcast to take just a one-week break, I think, at the very end of the year, that week between Christmas and New Year's. You know, like, no one's doing anything. I feel like that's kind of like the one holiday week where, like, people can just stop working. And by the way, you're not paying for this podcast. I can do whatever I want. Um, But I did plan to take a break, and I didn't announce it uh, that one week. And my plan was David Lamb was supposed to, and he did, visit me in uh, Los Angeles right after New Year's. We were in Bangkok together, and then he um, had a thing where he was in L.A. for like uh, a couple of days, uh, and I was going to record a podcast with him and do a, a, a pod together about how White Party Bangkok went for us over New Year's. Uh, but we both got sick uh, and we were not in good enough of a condition to really be talking for 30 or 40 minutes. And that's also why we did not have a podcast episode the first week of January, which would have been last week. And hence why I'm here now. So I'm I'm like 95%. I still have a little bit of a sore throat that's lingering. Whatever bug that I got, like I have not been that sick in like years. Uh, usually most years I'll get sick once, maybe twice. I mean, during the pandemic with COVID and everything, like almost everyone, so many people got COVID, right? So like, but thinking to... Pre-pandemic, I think on average, I got sick once a year. And it if I was lucky that year, it would have been like a very mild cold to the point where like I didn't really notice it too much. Uh, once in a while, it would be something more like a harder cold or like a light flu. Not anything that's very, very severe to the point where like I feel like I'm going to die. This year, though, we picked it up in Bangkok for sure. And I had a couple of flights connecting to come back from Bangkok back to LAX. Oh, uh, quick sidebar. Uh, There was a Japanese Airlines flight that um, lit on fire on landing at Haneda Airport in Tokyo. While that was happening, I was at that airport. So I was on a layover. I was like a seven-hour layover um, before I caught my flight uh, to LAX. And I was in the lounge in the airport, and, like, I couldn't tell that anything was going on or wrong. I guess it's a big airport, and uh, there's a whole ton of windows, large, huge windows on the side of the lounge that I was in. And I guess the fire probably wasn't on that side. We weren't facing the right runway. But I didn't know about it until – I didn't know that something was up at the airport until I got an email that said, oh, um, there's a ground stop at the airport, which means uh, there are no, no flights are ticking off and no flights are landing. Like, it's operations, flights have stopped. That's what a ground stop is. And then I started, uh, and then the email said, uh, it's a ground stop because there's a fire on the runway. And I'm a little bit of like an AV geek. So I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Googled it. And then uh, that's when I actually found out about the Japan Airlines flight that unfortunately caught on fire. Uh, I was like, 
And I was like, oh, I'm at that airport. It's like, I'm at the airport where this, like this huge plane is caught on fire. So that was like a little bit crazy. Um, and my flight was supposed to be like one of the last flights out of that day. And they were able to like uh, get some of the flights just delayed, but like rescheduled to be like a little bit later on. So uh, fortunately for me, the flight, uh, my flight was just delayed by like 30 minutes. It was like MBD. I was already having a seven hour layover. Yeah, but that was some crazy shit uh, to be like at that airport and to like read and see and hear about the that, that flight. But there were no announcements. Like no one was freaking out. It was just like a regular day at the in an airport lounge. It was like just boring. I was just eating a lot of free food basically. Um, that's, that's, that was a quick sidebar. But yeah, uh, at the lounge, I was felt I was feeling fine. I was eating all the ramen, all the yudong, all of the uh, uh, curry rice, which is like these are like some of my favorite things to eat. Japanese foods is one of my uh, favorite cuisines, and. Got aboard the flight. Um, the flight was not full. And there was a, I was on the aisle seat and there was an empty seat and then there was like another person. We were like in the middle of the plane. So it was like, great. I've got an aisle seat. I'm on the bulkhead. So like no one to recline into me. I got a lot of leg room. There's an empty seat between me and the other passenger. Um, you know, it's going to be like a 10 or 11 hour flight across the Pacific. This should be great, right? Uh, but that, uh, during that flight was when I started to, feel ill um like started to get like a headache just like generally didn't feel super awesome um made it home anyways uh but then the next day I got home in the evening still managed to like pick up some quick groceries on the way home from the airport wasn't feeling too too bad but the next day oh my god I was I was just a blob on the couch um I not felt that sick in like several years and many years. And I just didn't feel like doing anything. I, I didn't want to eat. I lost my appetite. Um, I had like a headache. It, with any amount of movement, I had like a headache. I didn't want to like get up off of the couch. So it was just like a really, really crappy day. But then the next day I bounced back like surprisingly quickly, given how crappy I felt that full day back in LA. And then the next day um, I felt like, significantly better still sick but like it was i wasn't didn't feel like i wouldn't just crawl into the crevices of my couch and die um so it was like one really bad day and then like it was like the rest of the days were like kind of okay so that was like a week ago so i'm quite a bit better now uh but yeah that was that was gnarly whatever that was and i was reading in um just reading some random news that said this flu season uh has been has hit really hard and it's hit early. So, uh, and I'm talking to some other people. Um, quite a few of my friends are sick as well, regardless of whether they went to Bangkok or traveled or whatever. Uh, and some of them are like the same, they were the same kind of sick as me where like, they were just like really sick and it like wasn't COVID, but it's quite a few of them took the COVID home test and it wasn't that. So that aside, uh, that's a lot of fun getting sick. Um, by the way, if, if you're sick, like just milk the sick days. Every time I get sick, I always remind myself, milk it. But sometimes I'm still worried about like, oh, like am I getting enough protein? Should I have another protein shake? What about my diet? What about my weight? It's like for like the one or two, maybe three days where like you feel really crappy, like just let it go. Just like do whatever it takes to make yourself feel better. So that's how I reminded myself. Like that one day where I felt really crappy, that night – I didn't brush my teeth because I was like so 
I was so fatigued and I felt so crappy that I was like, I was deciding like, I need to move from my couch to my bed to like go to sleep. And even that was like difficult to just like go from the couch to the bed. Dirty dishes all over my coffee table uh, from like throughout the day of just accumulating bowls and soups and teas and whatever. Didn't clean any of that. Made the decision not to brush my teeth and just like somehow got from the couch to the bed that night. So anyways, let's move it on to uh, White Party Bangkok uh, because that's um, where we were over New Year's. Was there for about a week, six or seven days. And every time we go to White Party Bangkok, it's been a good time. This was a good time as well. One of the reasons it's so fun for me is I get to hang out with a lot of my uh, Aussie friends that we don't usually hang out that often otherwise because it's quite far for them to fly from Australia to the U.S. And it's far for me to fly there. I, I rarely go to, go to Australia. They rarely come to the U.S. Um, so Bangkok is kind of sort of, well, it's still kind of far for me, but uh, that happens to be kind of like the one event every year where we all want to go and the event is good and we can kind of like meet up and hang out at least at one time of year, right? David Lamb is an exception because he's an anomaly. So every time, every year it's been good. We've been to every white party in Bangkok. Having said that, <laughs> this year I feel like it was my worst white party in Bangkok ever. Even though overall, that's a relative term, relative to like the previous years, right? Um, several reasons why. Um, so obviously we got, we picked up this like whatever super flu that we like, it's some, it, we picked up in Bangkok for sure. Because yeah, uh, so picking up, getting super sick from a trip is never fun. Um, and there, there was, I'm going to tell a story. And they moved it to a different venue this year. So it used to be in um, some, there used to be like a, um, like a, a concert event space in Central World, which is this like gigantic, super shopping mall. And, but behind Central World, kind of sort of like in that same block, they have um, a convention center that's attached to like a hotel, like the Centara something hotel. And then there's like the, uh, cent there's like a convention center, like a separate space. Uh, that's right behind Central World. Uh, so they moved it there, and apparently moved it there because it was going to be like a larger space, a bigger venue. There's a lot of demand, so they can sell more tickets and have more people. Fine. We've been to that venue once before for Songkran. Songkran is the Thai New Year, and that's in April. Uh, but G Circuit is, uh, during Songkran, is another gay circuit party that uh, happens every year. It happens during Songkran, the Thai New Year, in April. And I've been to Songkran once, maybe twice, pre-pandemic. And they traditionally have held it at this convention center, um, the White Party Bangkok uh, held their event this year. So the only, the thing I don't like about this uh, venue is that there are two regular size escalators that everybody has to funnel through. Like everybody. So, and, and it basically became a very big bottleneck. Now, the old venue um, in Central World, it was also um, two escalators for everyone to kind of funnel through. 
but uh, there's not as many people. And for whatever reason, uh, with the old, um, just oh, oh, so the other thing is, uh, you have to take a lift up into to get to where the escalator. The escalator is only to like one floor. You have to take a um, take some elevators to get to like the twenty sixth floor or something, and that's a bottleneck too. For whatever reason, it wasn't really a huge bottleneck to get in and out of the previous uh, Central World, uh, the old venue, because yeah, there's two escalators that goes directly into the venue to get in and out, and then after that, you're on like some high up floor in this massive building and you have to like work your way down in the old central world venue. Um, that was not a problem. You're still able to like exit out without waiting, go down those escalators without taking a long time. And then they basically just guided you down like another four or five flights of escalators to get to like the ground floor. You're on like the six or seven floor or something. And getting out has never been a problem. Even at like the end of the night when they shut off the, uh, music and they turn up the lights and like everyone is exiting at the same time. I've never had a problem. Like you never really had to wait. This venue though, uh, on Saturday night, um, I got there at, like ten thirty or eleven, and they do want you to go with it earlier. Yeah, blah blah blah. But anyways, got there at, like ten thirty eleven. You have to take the esca- uh, You have to take the elevators up to the twenty sixth floor, and then you go. You spill out into this like um, uh, the elevator lobby, and then you have to go down the escalators, and then you're inside the venue. The elevator doors opened on the 26th floor and it was just a sea of people. Like there wasn't even there wasn't quite enough room for everyone in the elevator to even get off nicely. Like we had to like shove and kind of like push ourselves into the crowd so that everyone behind us in the elevator could actually get off. So I was in that for like I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes. Imagine just being in like a huge crowd of people for like 30 or 40 minutes to funnel through like these one or two escalators. Like, that was not fun. And, like, that did not put me in, like, a good mood. So that happened, um, which wasn't nice. It was, like, very warm. It was kind of humid, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, um, later on that night, um, uh, it was very busy. Saturday night is the main event. It's the white party. It's very busy. They have three restrooms. And the old venue had VIP restrooms. There was one restroom that was VIP. I couldn't figure out if there, I couldn't figure out there were VIP restrooms. There were there were three separate restrooms. None of them were marked as VIP. So, um, I never looked into it. When you're in the middle of a party, you're not, you know, like you're just gonna go to a restroom, right? Unless it was there wasn't a clearly marked VIP restroom. Maybe I missed it, but as far as we can tell, there were three restrooms. None of them were VIP. But <laughs> I went, I went full Karen on this next one, but. So it's already like not in a super great mood because like the 45 minutes it took for us like to get in and it was like so crowded and everything. It was hot and humid. So a little later on, later that night, um, I decided to like uh, go to the restroom as I needed to be. And you, a lot of times there's a lineup for the restroom. And usually the lineup is just for the stalls. If you needed the urinal, usually you don't need to line up. But from the outside, you can't quite tell, right? When you're leading up to the thing. I tried to go into one of the restrooms bypassing the line, and a security person, like, just said, like, no, there's, like, you know, you can't. So I just assumed, okay, everything, everything's awake. I went to one of the restrooms, got in line, because it just seems like it was very busy, and, like, everything was awake. I got to the front of this line, still technically not knowing if this is, if the urinals are free or not, but I got just close enough to, like, the front, just inside the restroom to see that, okay, everything is full, there's a line for everything. 
these three guys like bypass the line and and i can see why because like you know like usually there's not a way for urinals like they, they, they like they kind of sort of like went up to like they they bypassed the line and i was almost at the front i was like two or three people back so they got right right, right up to the front of the line and they saw that there was a wait and then they just waited like at the front of the line like you know when there's been like a queue of like 50 people or whatever um and like they tried to like cut in front of like me or like the person in front without having to wait in line because i saw them cut in and like they can clearly see that there's a way for everything now like the line up that i've been in they're also waiting for the urinals so they try to cut in front of me or like the person in front and i, I was just like i'm not having this like i, I didn't i'm not having it i'm in karen and I said something like, you guys know, like, there's a line for everything. Like, there's a line for everything. Like, if you are going to walk all the way up to the front to see that there's a line for everything, you should probably get back in line. Like, you should go to the end of the line. Like, you're not going to cut in here. So these three guys, and when, I, when I'm talking, I'm loud. I'm a loud person. You guys, I, this is a microphone, but you guys can probably tell I'm loud. So just, and like, no one's talking. It's a bathroom, right? No one's talking. And so I told them, I said something like, Guys, there's a line. There's a line for everything. Something like that. And they all look, like, embarrassed because I have, like, a Karen tone, I'm sure. I have, like, a particular tone in my face. Probably says everything. And then they didn't move. They just, like, stood there. So I was like, what are, are, in my head, I'm thinking, well, are you going to go back in the line or, like, are you just going to hang out here and keep cutting in front? So they didn't cut in front of me because I, I, would, I would not be whatever. And then, like, just, just like, Five or eight seconds go by, and like I'm about to like I'm at the front of the line. I'm, I'm I'm about to like wait for the next urinal, and then one of those three guys says like in like a like almost like under his breath, but definitely audible. He says says like uh, we know. I'm like in my head. I'm thinking, did you just fucking talk back to me? And your response is not sorry. It's we know. And then my response was, if you know, why didn't you get in line? It's that easy. If you know there's a line up for something and you want that something, get to the back of the line like everyone else is doing. Like, what is, is that so hard to comprehend? So I was like, so I was like, I was blown that that was his response. The, the response should have been, oh, sorry, we'll go get in line. That's the logical response. But no, they had, they, they had to talk back. And like, in like a half-ass, prissy-ass way. So they picked on the wrong person, honestly. <laughs> so, that was my, so, so that was my, that was like my Kara moment uh, at the bathroom. So I was like, okay, I, I waited like 45 minutes in this big, huge, hot, humid crowd to get in here through these, like, it, yeah, to get in. And I found my friends and stuff, but I was like, all that waiting made me really have to pee. And like, everything's busy. Everyone had to wait. I waited. So like, I went Kara on them. Anyways, but um, let's talk about just like my overview of the parties. So uh, we didn't go on Thursdays. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were the parties. Thursday night, they have what's called AGM or all gay meeting, which is kind of like the welcome party, which we don't usually go to, and I didn't go. And, but on Friday, they had the jock ball, which is the only uh, afternoon tea dance poolside party that they usually have. It's the same venue as they had it before, which is like the Avanti something hotel. 
same venue as last year. Uh, it was fun. They also had a upstairs second stage at the uh, pool party, the jock ball. That was more like chill house uh, music if you didn't want like the circuit music, which I thought was great. We actually spent like a bunch of time up there. Uh, so it's a really nice venue. Like it's on the rooftop of this like hotel. You get really, really nice views. There is a pool there that you can go into. There's a really nice um, uh, main dance floor with the circuit music. There's like an extra bar and like an extra um, area in the back to like loiter and just chit chat or whatever. They have the upstairs area, which is really, really fun. Um, so that party was generally pretty good. And I love a daytime party where you can actually see people. So that was really, really good. And then Friday night was the military ball, which is one of their regular theme parties they have every year. Um, so uh, it was, I don't remember all the DJs for every single night, um, but I remember that I didn't like the music that much. It was like the mu music wise, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like just because I don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. It was not my type of music that I like. It was, to me, like, just a very average night. Um, uh, we know that for something that's military-themed, the music usually is a little bit on, like, the darker side. They're not going to play something that's, like, super happy, smiley bubblegum for military night, obviously, right? But that's the kind of music that me and some of the other boys like. Um, so not that the music is bad, but it wasn't quite my cup of tea, um, so that was that, but you know, like the production is like awesome. You go into the white party Bangkok official Instagram account. You can see like photos, uh, of like the venue, the setup, the stage and everything. Like they really just kind of outdo themselves every year with like the production. I would never see something like that in the U S like what circuit party am I going to go to in the U S um, that happens every single year regularly. I'm going to get that type of a stage those types of lights, like all sorts of like moving types things that are coming down from the ceiling that shift and rotate and motor up and down or rotate and all that kind of stuff. Like you don't basically, or I, I'm not seeing it yet. So like the production value of like the set, the stage, like the lights, um, you know, like the, all the stuff they have from like the ceilings. It's all really, really, really good. Um, and it's like, it gets better every year. So like check out their uh, Instagram um, page and it's probably on Facebook as well. Um, where like they've got tons of photos. Like it just look, it looks as crazy in person, if not more when you're witnessing these things, because those, they've got those six rings, five or six rings that um, are on the ceiling. They move up and down, they rotate, they tilt. They all have a whole bunch of like lights all around the perimeter and also on the inside and outside of the circle. So they move every which way, and every night, at least once, probably multiple times, they do, like, the song and dance of all of them. So there's, like, a little intermission where, like, there's, you know, between DJs or when there's going to be a special performer about to come on, they'll, like, do this show with, like, the lights and rings and stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, production Valley was good. Uh, moving on to Saturday. So that's the White Party main event. Um, and also Sunday. So the music I did like on Saturday night and Sunday night as well. Saturday night was New Year's Eve. Um, so, but there were some like, some of my favorite DJs were playing. So, uh, there was, uh, Anne Louise, uh, who I love. I love it when she spins, uh, Soggy, awesome. Love his stuff. Um, so there's some good music, some good DJs, Tommy Love, uh, also spinning. So it's a really good DJ lineup. 
uh, generally. So, uh, yeah, we all had a really good time. The only snag was, yeah, like the getting out every night. So uh, I think it was, I think both Saturday and Sunday nights, I think one of the nights we managed to, I think on Saturday night, we got out like just like 10 or 15 minutes early and it wasn't a disaster. Um, but then on Sunday, we thought they were going to end it a little bit later, but it also ended at 3 a.m. So we were just like, we, we were there when they closed it down. So it was just like a lot of waiting to go out. It'd be like, it's like another 30 to 45 minutes to get out. If you're, if you're in the dance floor when they turn up the lights and the music stops, it's like 30 to 40 minutes, 45 minutes to get out, which is like really, really horrible. Um, so that's, that's like the only really unpleasant thing. Well, the two things was maybe they had a VIP bathroom and I just couldn't find it. But when you're in a party situation, you don't always have time or want to like roam and like every single inch of the facility, especially if it's large, you just have really big, really clear signs for where everything is. And I could only find three bathrooms and none of them were marked as VIP. Uh, or, or I just missed it. It's possible too. But I would say I wish the bathroom situation was like a little bit improved because I never had those issues with the bathrooms at the previous venue. Granted, they have this venue, but uh, it could accommodate more people. So there were more people there. So, But even the bathroom thing is kind of minor compared to like just getting in and out was like just so difficult. So I don't know where they're hosting it next year. I assume I'll be there next year. But if they host it at this venue again, definitely it's imperative to get there early, at least on like the uh, the more popular nights. So like the New Year's Eve night and the white party night, uh, definitely those two nights. You need to get there probably by like before, definitely before 10, maybe before nine. I don't know. On, on the New Year's Eve night, after having such a long wait to get in on Saturday night for white party, on Sunday night, um, I went with a group. I didn't kind of do my own thing and come in a little bit later by myself. Um, I went with them, and we went super early. I think we got there like um, 8 or 8.30, and it was it was easy to get in. It was breezy to get in. So I think getting there before 9 is probably important. Um, if you can get in even earlier, then it will be even better too. And definitely not waiting till the end uh, to leave. They don't announce the end times for any of the nights. Uh, but I think Saturday and Sunday... And Friday all ended at 3 a.m. pretty much on the dot. We thought the last night was going to go to 4, but, like, it didn't pan out. But, like, not getting, like, you need to be exiting before, like, by the time the lights go up and they stop the music, you need to be off of the dance floor. You need to be, like, off of that dance floor already, and you need to be, like, on the way to coat check, or, like, you need to be, like, uh, up those escalators, if you don't want like an agonizing wait. So, so those are the lessons we learned. Those are the, yeah, that's the main thing. Getting in and getting out. The logistics, that it, that was just not a good venue for getting people in and out. It was just kind of horrible in that sense. All right. And I'm trying to do a really good job of giving you guys a review of the actual White Party Bangkok. But I still remember the feedback you guys gave me for when I went to um, Taipei Pride and I didn't talk about the actual parties or whatever. So here you go. Here's my review of the venue and the parties and all that kind of stuff. So I hope next year, I mean, they can, yeah, I don't know where it's going to be next year, but 
yeah, like it's just one of those things where getting in and getting out is just so difficult that you really have to like get there early and you can't wait till they turn the lights up to leave. That's all. But the production was great. Um, the the music was good. really good. Uh, DJ line that really really liked anyways. Like some of, some of our favorite DJs in there. Uh, the music that was there was all really good. There were um, some good performances. I'm not always. Sometimes you go to like the bathroom or you take a break from the dance floor at the wrong moment because you, when you're in the middle of a circuit party, your priority is not to memorize when the performances come on and off, uh, what the what the what the what the times are for all the performances. You might remember the order in which the DJs come on, but like even then, it's like if your friends like or decide to like go to grab a drink, go to the bar, go to the take a break outside or whatever. You know, you're sometimes you might follow your friends, you might not hang back, you might need to pee, and you might, you know, that might take 30 minutes or whatever because it was so busy. So, uh, uh, Pajana Heels performed, um, famous Thai drag queen. I was there for that, it was like a five or 10 minute performance. I was there for that. I th- I'm sure that there are, there were other performances, I'm sure I just missed them. Um, but yeah, oh my god, the go go's were all very, very hot. There, once upon a time, David Lamb and I did go go at White Party Bangkok, but that was like during the early years when the standards weren't as high as now. Like our, our David Lamb and I, our bodies are not on that level, and we don't have any dance moves. Honestly, we we really really don't. Um, yeah, but the dancers are always like super hot. There's some people that were like um uh um uh, acrobats or acrobatics that did like some stuff with like ropes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't fully catch it, but I saw some of it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, overall, it was a really, really good party. Um, and I, I just I just like Bangkok in general. Um, the food is good. It's not very expensive. There are a whole ton of hotels you can stay at. Um, yeah, and there's this, like, apartment that we've kind of um, stayed at repeatedly. That's, like, our little home base now. And we had a whole bunch of other friends that also booked that same, like, little apartment building. So there was, like... A whole bunch of us that were staying in the same building, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so that's my review of White Party Bangkok this year, and also uh, getting sick from Bangkok. We didn't know where we picked it up. Um, we didn't go to too many home pods. I went to a couple of home pods, a couple of after party home parties afterwards. Um, David said he didn't go to any, and he still got sick too. So, yeah. So there you go. Well, uh, happy new year. Happy 2024. Hope you had a great start to your new year. Better than mine, which is getting sick. Um, In the next podcast or in like one of the upcoming episodes uh, early this year, I do want to talk about, um, I do want to reflect on my 2023 because my 2023, it's, it's, it was so much different from every other year that I've lived, uh, you know, during my adult life, at least. And even, yeah, like, the, the pandemic happened in 2020, and then that was, like, the last year where the world was kind of crazy, and I made some really big moves. Like I moved to LA from San Francisco. I bought this condo, for example. Yeah, but Last year, 2023, has just been, like, a really, really weird year. And maybe I will talk about that on the next podcast and also talk a bit uh, about what my pseudo-semi-plans are for 2024. 
Uh, we'll do that once my throat is just a little bit less sore so that I can do a little bit more talking without probably destroying it. So the podcast is not, I didn't just like up and end the podcast. I, we just accidentally took a two week break, but normal service has been resumed. We will be back with the weekly episodes from now on. So until next week, bye.